Peace world, welcome back to another episode of Retired Breck, the podcast. You're here with your host, Leaf Wyatt. Today we got a special guest in the building, man. Uh, this guy, he's a, he, he trained me before. Uh, he's just been around the game for a long time. And just a name that I was always here when I was a kid. And, and this guy just put so much work in within the game of basketball. And I'm just honored to have him here with me today. So I want to thank you for coming, and I want to give a big shout to Sean Colson for being in the building today. No, doubt, my God. Appreciate you, no man. Doubt, no doubt. So today, for the most part, man, we're going to get into your story, your basketball story. Man, I don't know. People might be familiar with you now as a coach, as a trainer. For they, sure. They might not know how good you were as a basketball player, how great and long your career was as right. a player. Um, so I really want you to take us back. Eighth grade, going into ninth grade, around that time, who was you as a Person like was you was it NBA dreams was it you know was it all basketball like take us take us back there and, and take us there. Uh, so eighth grade I was you know probably known as a uh, really good player somebody with talent but kind of uh, not necessarily taking basketball like focused on uh, I just had other interests you know I love baseball you know I, I just. I just, I just really wasn't taking basketball serious, even though I was good. Right. So, going into ninth grade, I ended up going to uh, eighth grade. Going into ninth grade, I ended up going to Franklin Learning Center mm-hmm. for ninth grade, and um, you know, I, I didn't even play. I never played ninth or tenth grade because you know, messing around in school, right. just not doing everything that I was supposed to do. You know, so I was kind of known in the streets. I was known Sunny Hill, things like that, but. I wasn't really, I didn't play. And, uh, you know, I grew up in the era, obviously, me, Rashid Wallace, Alvin Williams, Jason Lawson, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even a little older than uh, Mark Jackson was with a, um, and the older crew, like a little above us a couple of years was like the Aaron McKees, the, right. you know, the Van Austins, the, uh, you know, there's a lot of those guys, Harry Moore, all, all those guys, Simon Gratz players that were really, really good. So that's the years that I came through, you know, got to watch all those guys, Rick Brunson, all those guys later on. But, you know, those were the, uh, that was my time. So you didn't play at all your freshman or sophomore year? Freshman or sophomore year, didn't play one second, didn't put on a jersey, nothing. Right. Like, so, so at this time, was you, was you still, I mean, you didn't, so you, did you love the game at this time? Or did you love so I loved the game more than I loved, actually my number one sport, what I like is baseball. Okay. Still to this day, I'm okay. a baseball guy. Okay. Love basketball, but you know, you got to do all the right thing. I was, you know, pretty intelligent. I used to just like goof around. You know, I had my head kind of a little bit in the streets and just, you know, just in the stuff that, you know, I wasn't really supposed to be in. And I just wasn't focused on basketball. Probably, and a little bit of, you know, ego because people knew I was real good. So I kind of was like, you know, I'm a quiet person. First, I'm reserved, you know me. But I, I like the attention that I was real good in ball. And I probably took it a little too far, you know what I mean? Just was, wasn't concentrating and focused on, you know, basketball, school, all the things that you really did, conditioning, training. I just was actually good, you know what I mean? So, so take us to the point where you actually do play high school basketball. Like, do you, this year you decide to go to tryout and I'm going to play. Like, walk us through that. So it's a funny story. So I actually get... That's why, you know, people could learn from my story. I actually get put out. I actually get put out of Franklin Learning Center. Oh, let me read? No. Ninth grade. Okay. So I go to Bartram because my mom, I'm from North Philly. Mm-hmm. 
born and raised, but my mom got a job. So she moved out southwest. So because that was my address, because that was my address, they sent me to Bartram. I was like, my little, so I went to Bartram. And I knew people through the basketball world, but I was living in a place out in Southwest Philly. I'm like, I'm a North Philly guy. I'm like, what is this? But I, you know, met people and just knew people just from the basketball world and things like that. And, uh, you know, I was just out there. I didn't play at Bartram. And then that summer, I said, you know what? I'm going to get my act together. Frank Aronson had lost two times to Simon Grex two years in a row and in the championship. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm going to go to Simon Grex. You know, Rashid's my friend. Uh, you know, Contrell Scott, uh, Sean Red Smith, all those guys. Those were my guys. So I said I was going to go there. So Mr. Ellaby was really strict, famous grass coach. He was like, if you play, I want you to come, but I'm not letting you play in the summertime on our team and stuff like that. Because if you don't come, now you I want to see the first day of school. So, I, you know, I didn't play, but I was training. I really went hard. And uh, the first day, I don't know what happened. I done deal. I'm going to grass. I spoke to me, Sean Red Smith, at the subway station to go like to Gratz, mm -hmm. North Philly bound train station. And I had my transcripts and everything. I don't know what happened. I never told anybody anything. And I got to the train station and I was like, damn, do I want to be part of the Gratz? You know, they real good, number one, all that kind of stuff. Well, I'm going to make an impact, but damn, if I go, I really started thinking that like, go down that way to the Franklin Learning Center, maybe they'll let me back in, and maybe I can be the one that, man, they lost them two years in a row, and then I come. So I just made it to say, I didn't tell my mother nothing. <laughs> and I just went that way. And they'll tell you, so Red Smith and all those guys, they were waiting for me right. to come that, you know, he coming the first day of school. Those guys, I hang out every day, and I just went down there. And I talked to the, uh, the vice principal, he let me back in. They were like, why are you here? Because everybody knew I was going to grads. Right. And I was just like, I just want to come here. And they was like, you know, they talked to me and they was just like, you know, can you lead us? If we let you back in, can you come here and help us one day? I said, yeah, we're going to win it. And uh, I, I did that and uh, they let me in and you know, all the grads guys were upset. Not really she, she was like, I wish you would have came. But, you know, they was already real good. Some of the other guys was kind of a little upset. Like, damn, you said you was coming right. and I didn't. And, um, you know, it was kind of like a whole year battle. We had a good team. They needed a point guard. And uh, it was like a battle all year. We were really good. They were really good. It was a collision court. I remember they came to a game of ours and all their grass jackets to our game. Even though they, we, they weren't playing, right. they just wanted to try to intimidate us. I was just intimidating us. I was like, wow, they really came to our game. <laughs> like just to just she, they got the number one in the country because they wanted the year before right. jackets. I was like, so we won, and then we did it. We went to their game, and we went there, and we had on our sweatsuits, and we just like, so it was one of those all year, it was like. And did y'all end up meeting in the, we in the public league final? We in the public league championship. Okay. And we beat them by 13, 15 points. You know, I had a pretty good game, probably like 15 or eight, something like that, and we won. Right. And you know, we finished, you know, that year we were really good though. We beat Oak Hill with Jeff McGinnis, and, you know, they had a great team. We uh we, we beat a lot. We beat, obviously we played Roman, we blew those guys out. You know, they had 
you know, Mark Jackson, Mike Tad, they had a really good team. So we were just, that was when the public league was like ridiculous. Like the pub, the Catholic league is, is, is kind of flipped now. But when I played, the public league was the guys and the Catholic league was, you know, they had good teams, but they wasn't messing with the, the real top of the line public league team. So we ended up winning and, you know, we were uh, number three in the country. And, you know, that's kind of how my name got. You know, I made all tournament at the, what do they call it? At the City of Palms. Mm -hmm. That's like the biggest tournament right. in the country. We went there with B.O. Kill, so I got a really big name that year, my 11th grade year. To, right. You know, so. All right, so we let's stay back there. Who were the other top guys in the city? Like, at that time, who was the guys? I know you said She Wallace. Yeah, uh, sure. Who was who were some other top guys in the city? So, you know, Alvin Williams was there. He was in the interact, you know, he wasn't in the public league. Obviously, Catino, Mobley, Cavs in the Catholic League. Uh, like I said, Big Mark Jackson. It's a lot of guys. Um, ah, man. Uh, Kevin Slaughter. Uh, there was a lot of good, a lot of good, good Jeff Myers, a lot of good guards. Uh, Tyrone Mason. There's a lot of good guys that I you know, thought was good. Right. So, this, this is a question I've been asking all my guests. All right. uh, from your era, your four years in high school, you get to pick five guys from Philly, including yourself. And y'all gonna go travel to California, y'all gonna go travel to Houston, y'all gonna go travel versus they best five. And this is the five you putting together and y'all gotta come back with a win. Who's your five? This is an easy answer, except I gotta take six. I can't okay. take five, okay. I have to take That's six. I think, but, I think somebody else took six. But, but I'm taking, and it's crazy, every last one of us played in the NBA. Okay. So I'm taking me at the point. Mm -hmm. I'm taking Alvin Williams. Uh, me and Alvin Williams can play together. It doesn't matter. Him, he played a point. I played the two right, guards. Right. Then I got Cat at the three. Catino right. Moby. Right. Then I got uh, Tyrone Weeks or Jason Lawson. Both of them at the four. Right. And then I got She at the five. <laughs> so if you want to rumble that squad, I know everybody has their errors of right. good players. And but if you want to rumble against that squad, right. like I, I'm rocking with us against any five of any error that they're gonna say. I'm with that. Right. No, I ain't gonna lie. That five, that might be the. That might and be I know the, everybody has their era right. of five where they're right. gonna say, you know, like, think about it. I'm saying it again. I didn't mention Mark Jack. Like, Mark Jackson was part of that. Like, we had an incredible, that era, like, was ridiculous. So I could switch out Mark Jackson for, you know, this one. Like, it was, it was a lot of good players. But that six right there, I, I, I'm, I'm rocking with that every time. Especially with me, Allen, Cat at the one, two, and three, and then Sheed at the five, right. I, I'm rocking. So this is a loaded era of Philadelphia basketball. Right. And we're, at this time, we still in 11, 12, where, where, where were you at in the mix? Was you, I mean, you just knocked off Gretz in the, in the Public League Championship, so. So, I would say, I always felt like, even when I wasn't playing, mm -hmm. like I'm better than these guys, even though they got a little bit more name because I'm, Street Hood, Sunny Hill, that I, I'm that good. Right. They have more the school. School mattered more than you know. Hey, you wasn't even around then. So right. Sunny Hill School, that was really if you were good in those right. 16th Street, 52nd and Parkside, like all those that those mattered too. Right. So people knew I was good from that, and I always knew I was good. And I played against all these guys in Sunny Hill, but you know. They got a little bit more love because they played in school. Right. So once that happened, 
you know, I was at the top of the heap. I wouldn't say I was the top, mm -hmm. but I was in that mix because it was, like I said, it was a lot of good, good players in my era. A lot of good players and guards, you know, Kareem Rad Towns, mm -hmm. you know, he was incredible. All those guys, they were a little bit older than me, two years went, but in that era, it was a lot of good players that, you know, we looked up like, damn, these guys are really good because I watched them coming up when I was mm -hmm. So speed us up to the point where you start getting recruited by colleges. When does this, when does this start? So after that, I start getting recruited. That junior that senior year I end up going to prep school to uh Maine Central Institute. Mm -hmm. So it's all the way in Maine, but they had, you know, obviously the academics prepare you for the SATs and then they had uh they had uh Max Good, who's one of the most famous high school coaches around. Mm -hmm. And you know, you had Sam Cassell, you had so many pros that went through MCI. So I went up there, Cat goes up for his prep year as well. Mm -hmm. So the first like week, like first practice, it's Kentucky. It's I mean, because I didn't realize told us told us that like, you know, you going you're not gonna be the big fish up here. Right. You know, but we good. I just played against all the top players in the country. So I'm like, I'm the top player in the country. And then I saw a practice. Nine division one players on one team, our whole team. We had eleven players. Nine D one, so it was like, yo, like this is Providence. Like people, then we had people who already, like Cat, already. Uh, this was their fifth year, and they had already had school. Like some people, had, I like the point guard. His name was Jason Kimbrell. He was at Iowa State. He's from Detroit. So bigger, stronger, a little older. Like so, you know, it was it was great. But you know, I start doing well in those and the practices and all that. And I start, you know, my recruitment really picked up and things like that. So, so you end up committing to Rhode Island? Yes, yes. Why was it Rhode Island at the time? So, me and Kat decided we're going to school together. Okay. So the big schools, the schools that wanted me kind of already had two guards. The schools that wanted Kat already had point guards. So Kat had like big Kentucky, people like that on them at the end. I had really good schools, but the only schools that was really, really on was like a St. Joe's Temple, and we really didn't want to stay home. We used to see Eddie and Aaron and Rick Brunson, they're like, yo, you're coming over. And we would be like, we wanted to come because of them, they're great players, but we didn't know if that was best for us to be home and sitting behind them maybe because that's three NBA players right there. So we're like, uh. So we end up doing our own thing and going to Rhode Island, you know what I mean? So, so that's dope. That's dope. And then you ended up, you played a year at Rhode Island and you transferred to a junior college? Yes. yes. Talk to me. I want to talk about junior college experience. Right now, high school kids, they might be, uh, you know, they might be borderline D1. Right. They might be uh, not getting recruited at all. Yes. They might be, uh, you know, they might not have the grades. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about junior college, what it did for you and how your experience was at junior college? So my first day of practice at Rhode Island, freshman year, mm -hmm. I tore my Achilles. The mm -hmm. first day of practice, it was on Halloween back then when the practice started October 31st. Mm -hmm. Snap, gone, tore my Achilles, I'm out for the season. Mm -hmm. Next season they come in, they bring my boy in, Tyson Wheeler. I feel like I'm myself, but it just didn't work out for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. I was unhappy, I decided to leave. So now, 
I already went to school for a year, then I did my, I had my reassure year. So now I have three years to play basketball. Mm -hmm. I don't really have stats. My stats were okay at Rhode Island that first year off my Achilles. It was okay, but it wasn't where people are gonna be dying to get me. Right. So I was like, man, I don't wanna go to like a lower level division one. Mm -hmm. I know I'm high D1, but I just need a, so I decided to go to junior college and just play. Play and see if I can do well, get re-recruited again, mm -hmm. and then for my last two years, and that's what happened. I went to junior college, Hagerstown, Maryland, Hagerstown, junior college, and um, junior college All-American, did a lot of big things, and then I had the choice of, you know, I had Cincinnati, Bob, I had Mississippi State when they went to the Final Four, with Eric Dampier and all those guys, they had just went to the Final Four when I went on my visit. So I had to pick up the litter. But like always, even to this day, I'm not with the go with everybody. You know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a always kind of like not go with everybody. Everybody goes to that restaurant, I'm gonna go here. I just wanna be, I don't, I don't do that. So, I was Cincinnati, my dream school. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows that. I always wanted to go to Cincinnati. High school, college, Bob Huggins, I was like, and I end up going to UNC Charlotte for a visit. Uh, they're in the same conference, Conference USA. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it was the same thing like Frank Alonson and Grants. You want to go to Cincinnati where they're always number one in the country back then. Danny Fortson, Kenya Martin, everybody was always. Ruben Patterson right. and a million guys. So they was like, I'm like, do I want to go to that? Or do I want to go somewhere where they okay, they don't really make the tournament like that, but they got a pretty good team. But if they get a high level point guard, you probably can take them somewhere and then the love will come here because you'll take them probably places they've never been. So it's like, do you want to just be a stat team or do you want to? So I ended up going to UNC Charlotte. Mm -hmm. And you know, that ended up going well. But the junior college experience really got my confidence again. Like I knew I was real good and I'm like, I'm coming off of Achilles. I thought I did well, you know, the, me and the coach was kind of, uh, and I was like, it's not, I don't think it's me. I really don't think it's me. I just think the situation, I know I'm a high-level guard. So I was like, I'm going to go to junior college. And then I, you kind of got to prove it in front of everybody. And then you can get re-recruited now. You got options. So that's what I ended up doing. It worked out well for me. No, that's dope. That's dope. So you end up at Charlotte. Let me get some highlights, some college highlights, man. Just something that, you know, like you dreamed about as a, as a young hooper. You know, like everybody always take these moments for granted. Right. Like, uh, you went to college, you played on this stage, you, right. you played against this person. So just walk me through a, a, a college memory that's like, that's, that's cool. So I got a couple college memories. Uh, we played Cincinnati on ABC. They were number one in the country. This they, came, they're this, not conference. This came Martin and them. Okay. We beat them. Okay. I had double-double. 21 and 12, something like that. And after the game, Bob Huggins, we shook hands, he was like, because I, I, the numbers I went to Charlotte, I felt like I was Cincinnati second choice. Mm -hmm. So when we was in junior college, it, it was me and another guy in our conference, Michael Horton or something like that. I remember he's at Allegheny uh, Community College. Same thing in Maryland, they were in our conference. Mm -hmm. And I felt like they looked at him as their top choice and me the second. Word. You know, you can feel that when you get recruited. So I'm like, uh, I don't know if I want to. Sure enough, Horton went there. I went to UN. So when we played them, I'm giving them the business. And he was like, yo, 
why didn't you come here? I wanted you, blah, 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 blah. So that, that made me feel, because I always love the way Bob, still do to this day, love how Bob Huggins coach. He a real man. I, I really mess with Coach Huggins. So that was a big thing, you know, Big Dickie B saying my man, oh, you know, oh, baby, because I was killing. So that was a great moment. Um, you know, we went to the tournament uh, both years. Uh, we won games in the tournament when I was there, the two years I was there. We was top 10 in the country when I was there one year. Um, you know, my final game, we lost to Carolina in overtime in, in, uh, in the second round. Vince Carter, Shamar Williams, Antoine Jameson, Ogalaja, Brendan Haywoods. They got five, six NBA players. But I had 24 and 11 against them. So uh, I had a game in college where I think I set, our, set the record. I was uh, 21 and 18 assists. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I was third in the country in assists my, uh, my senior year. I averaged 8.1 assists a game along with what, 16, 17 points. So, you know, I had some, I had, I had a really good two, especially those two years at Charlotte and we won. And, you know, like now, you know, I'm, you know, I, USC Charlotte loves me. I, you know, I've done great things for them. So, you know, it worked out again that I didn't choose the stat team. I went to go and say, you know what, I'm going to build this, help build this up. So. Yeah. so you're going to have a great two years at Charlotte, do a lot of great things. It ends with North Carolina. That was your last game. Yes. Now we're in the pre-draft process. Was it? I got a chance to get drafted. Was it? Oh, I'm just gonna work. Was it? Was it people thinking about overseas back then? What was your thought process after your last college game? Like, what, what was you thinking? So, I, I mean, I played against everybody. So I'm like, I'm getting going to the league. My dream, <laughs> since I was three years old, I'm going to the league. So, a little backstory. My preseason, we in the top ten in the country. I get into like a little altercation and I got found kind of guilty. It's like a big thing and it was on ESPN and all kinds. So I ended up getting suspended for like the first month of the season. So I missed like the first three games. Your senior season? Yes, my senior season. So and we lost, came back, we had a great season with But my coach, who's a good guy, I'm real cool, I'm cool with him now. But he didn't like that he felt like I cost us that beginning of the season, that start. We was ranked like nine or 10 in the, in the preseason rankings. And then we lost those first couple games because I wasn't playing. So when the draft time came, he kind of spoke not so great. I'm a good player, but I, he kind of said, I'm a thug kind of like. And I felt like that hurt me, that, that I know it did. So, you know, even when I was in the draft process, those questions used to come across like, you know, I'm from Port Philly. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, you don't smile a lot. You, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm out here trying to get it. Right. I come from nothing, so I'm trying to get it. Right. But that hurt me because, you know, he's kind of put that out. People put that out there like, yo, he kind of thug. Like, I'm like a thug. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I got a little rough demeanor, but like, I'm not a thug. But so. Draft day comes, I'll never forget it. Me and Kat, you know, we think of we. Mm -hmm. And all the prognosticators was like, I was going in like the 40s, second round, like 
10 picks into the second one, 42, 44, mm-hmm. it's like that. So I'm like, oh, I'm going. Miami Heat, I think it had me. Phoenix Suns, whatever. But it was like before. Quick pause, how many teams yeah. did you work out for? Maybe four or five, back four or five. Four or five. Right. So I'm like, all right, I'm maybe four, five, six, something like that. But anyway, so I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going. I'm second round, I just got to get it. Right. And those picks came, man, and they just was going. And I, I never forget the agent telling me, like, you know, those about all the stuff that was happening. So I'm like, all right, I don't think it's, it's going to be a problem, but I don't think it's, it's not going to stop me from getting drafted. He's going right. to prove it with it. So I'm like, I'm watching people go by, I'm like, Killing him. Dang, I was better than him. Like, I got better stats than him. Dang, when we was at Chicago pre-draft, I was leading in an assist. Our team was 5-0. He got drafted. I'm just watching that. Like, there's no way. And that, that last pick went. I, I never, I was at my crib. And I was just like, and it was the year of the NBA lockout. Mm-hmm. So the lockout ended up happening after the draft. Mm-hmm. I was just like, it was crushed. Me. Tears. Oh, I'll never forget that day in my crib by myself. Like, Yo, upstairs. I'm like, I really didn't get drafted. It was crazy. But no, that's crazy. That's crazy. So, because I know a lot of people, some people don't expect to get drafted. Right, right, I know right. for myself, like, I wasn't. I didn't put too much thinking. Like, I knew, right. I knew I had a great college career. Yes. I knew I had a chance to get drafted, but I don't know. I was just like, I don't know. What really happened with me is I didn't get invited to Chicago for the combine. Okay. You know, that kind of like. I don't think I'm gonna get drafted. Right, right, right. <laughs> but right. Uh, so draft day wasn't that stressful for me. But that was that's crazy to hear that that you was and super th- locked in and you was expecting to get drafted. And I was happy because you know we didn't have it together. Mm-hmm. But Cat watched it with Al, mm-hmm. and I was at my crib, mm-hmm. and Cat went 41 to the Spurs. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I think he got traded to the Rockets or we got or it was the Rockets, one of them. But I was, you know, I'm ecstatic. That's my bro. Right. So I'm like, I'm happy for cats. So I'm like, all right, I'm up next. Right. And I'm like, I'm going to start going, getting to 47, 48. I'm like, 51, 54. I'm like, I'm just in there like, I'm telling like, probably losing weight. I'm so stressed. You know what I mean? But So I want to get to the point where that day, I know that day, it fueled you. It had to fuel you because uh, you're not like you quit. It's not like you was done playing. It's not like this the last of your, your career. This is really just the beginning. Draft day, you didn't get drafted. How did you carry that into, you know, your, your first professional job, which was, I believe, in the CBA? So I stopped playing basketball. Okay. The lockout came. Okay. I didn't get drafted. I was, I was, I was heated. <laughs> I was like, I'm not playing. You know, I'm kind of a little bit in the streets, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Nothing heavy. Right. But I, I just well, I was really like, and I, was, I was just so, like, I did all this. and came back from the Achilles. And, mm-hmm. and then... I kind of got like shaken into it, kind of like like an incident, like just made me really focus. And I got back into it, and then you know I said, you know what? They stopped me, but uh, they're not gonna stop me. They just you know stopping my path this this path. But I'ma still get to where I want to get to, which is the NBA. So mm-hmm. I started focusing. I mean, I stopped. You know the draft that. So it's like June is the draft, mm-hmm. and then the NBA didn't start back up to like January. That was the 50-game season that the Spurs won in 99. Mm-hmm. But CBA and all that started in, like, same time. Like, it was no basketball. So I ended up doing that, like, in January. But I took, like, months off of, like, like I ain't touching. Like, I ain't. This not right. for me. Right. So I ended up doing that and uh, just got myself back together. Thank God. Right. No, for sure. 
So you take your time off, you get yourself together, and you play in the CBA. At this time, I'm guessing, I don't know, I'm not familiar with the CBA, but I'm guessing it's the it's equivalent the D, to the D-League. It's D the same. League, yeah, yeah, it's, it's the equivalent the to the D-League, what the G-League is. Except there's no teams assigned. Okay. You know how, like, teams are the Utah Jazz team. Right. The Delaware Sixers are the six. It was just, it's probably eight, maybe 15 teams, 12 teams, whatever it is, and they can just reach and grab whoever they want. Right. Like All right, that. So talk to me a little bit about that CBA grind, man. Because I know that I played in the D League when right. it was the D League, and it was a grind then. And so I can imagine what it was in it was, 2000. It was incredible. It was so many players that then play and end up being starters and all kinds of stuff. They played in the CBA when I was there. It was like everybody was there. Jeff, like I said, Jeff McGinnis, Randy Livingston. It was a, so many guys that then went from there. Earl Boykins, Kevin Ollie. Like I could just – a million. When I say a million them two here, everybody – and. <laughs> I, my first year, I did well, but um, you know, I was a rookie. Mm -hmm. I ended up going back, and I played in the, in the second year. And uh, no, I actually played in the I played in the one year, and then the next summer I played in the USBL. Mm -hmm. USBL I played in a lot, another place where you know. People went from there, ended up going to the NBA. I won MVP in that league. I played for the Dodge City Legend. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. And what happened was my confidence was just like on Mars after that. Right. And I went right into the uh, that next year, did work in the CBA, and it didn't take long, 10 games, when I was going to Atlanta. Right. So take me to that point right there. Right. You're in the CBA, your confidence yes. is on Mars. And you finally get that call, like, yeah. whoa, like, I'm about I, to go to, like, I, my dream is here. i never forget it. Uh, and uh, I went to the game. I, I was just like, damn, I'm in the league. I couldn't believe my uh, my coach told me. He's like, yo, you going up to Atlanta? I was like, what? He was like, yep. He's like, get your scrawny ass out there. You going? I was like, damn. Called everybody, like, yo, I'm out of this job. Ow, cat. Like, yo, I'm out. And I went there, and, uh, you know, it was cool. You know, I remember my first game, I believe, it was against uh, – Boston mm -hmm. against the Celtics. And, uh, you know, it was just like, damn, I you know, played or whatever. But I was just like, wow. So it's cool, man. So all the way back to, to first day of practice. I'm, I'm, I'm going back to your story. Okay. In my head. First day of practice at Rhode Island, right. tear your Achilles. Yes. Draft day come, tears in your eyes. Damn, they want to quit playing basketball. Yes. No, I did quit right, playing right. basketball. Quit playing basketball for a couple months. Yes. Fast forward up to a couple years later, and you – in the NBA. Yep. So that's just that's just resilience. I hear resilience. I hear gotta be. Gotta I hear be. toughness. I hear mental toughness. Right. I hear just like that's that's crazy. That's a crazy story. Man. It is. It is how it it all came together. And then I can even go back to freshman year, sophomore year, not even playing high school basketball. Yeah. I ain't even go back that far. But yeah. all the way up to actually being an NBA point guard. Right. So that's just super, that's super honorable, and that's just super dope to hear. Right, appreciate it. For sure. Uh, so you play in Atlanta, you play in Houston. Yes. I need one NBA story. Like, like I'm just, I'm in the NBA. Like, I don't know. Like, was it to see your name on the back of your jersey? Was it, uh, oh, shit, I'm about to, that's Iverson right there? Or, like, like, one of them, one of them. So I had new AI from John that workouts and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And for whatever reason, he thought the world of my game. Mm -hmm. And me as a person, so mm -hmm. I remember. So those moments wasn't happening. I guess my NBA moment, where I was just like, we played Sacramento, mm -hmm. and Steve Francis, 
gets it gets into it with somebody. He gets a technical foul. Then he gets a steal and goes from like the dotted line. Boom! Dunks it and hollers and all this. They give him another tech. He out the game, right? For taunting. Mm-hmm. Boom! He out the game. So then the backup point guard, Muchi Nars, was kind of like, I want to say he got hurt or something happened where I was next up. He wasn't. He was playing then. He either got hurt that game. Something happened. And they put me in like the third quarter because mm-hmm. Steve got thrown out in the third. And they put me in like the end of the third, beginning of the fourth, something like that. And I had like nine points mm-hmm. and like four assists, right? And we lost the game, but we, we came back. It was that we were down. We came back. I was a big part of it. Mm-hmm. And after the game, you know, I'm just walking. And Chris Weber grabbed me by my leg. He's like, yo, young buck. I said, what's up? He said, young fella. He said, I love your game, man. Keep working. Like, he said, I love what you was doing out there. And I was just like, no, I appreciate it. He was like, no, no, look at me. He said, I know you're a rookie. He was like, man, don't, you ain't play like a rookie tonight. He's like, so don't, don't, don't play like a rookie. Don't act like a rookie, nothing. He's like, be respectful, but don't play like a rookie. I always remember that. I was just like, damn. I walked down. I'm like, damn, Chris Weber was like, I was get, get, giving buckets tonight. So uh, that, was a, that was a nice moment for me anyway. Right. No, that's super dope. That's right. super dope. Uh, so you play with Atlanta. You play with Houston. Yes. Then for the next – Ten years, you play. You continue to play professional basketball all over the world. Yes. I really want to pull out my phone and name all the places because when I was when I was looking it up yesterday, I was like, "It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot." I, I got to get it real quick. I was like, like, "Damn, this is a lot of basketball. There's a lot of places, and I definitely got to hear about some of these experience, at least experience it. Like, cause I, when I saw all these places, now tell me if I'm leaving anything off the list: Italy, Poland, Ukraine, Russia." France, Israel, Turkey, Latvia, Lebanon, Kuwait, and Venezuela. Yes, yep. Venezuela was just like a tournament. Okay. We went to see it. And Kuwait. They were just like tournaments that I went to and played in. But the other ones, yes, like. So that was, how long did you play? Well, you played, total, how long did you play professionally? Uh, I stopped playing in, I believe that was 11, Mm -hmm. 2011. So... If you wanted 99 to 2011, 12 years. 12 years, 12 years pro, and we already went through the story right. about how you didn't even right, exactly. play. We were trying yeah, out the freshman crazy, sophomore right? year. So you end up having an 11-year career playing mm-hmm. all over the world, made a living for yourself, experienced some things that kids from North Philly just don't experience. Facts. Uh, so I definitely want to hear about one of them moments. Man, your passport got a lot of stamps. One of them moments you just overseas, and you're like, damn, like this is really like – like my life. So, uh, I would say, you know, I played in Italy. Mm-hmm. Played in Italy for four seasons. I did really well. I won MVP. I, I led the league in scoring, assists, and free throws. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I had a, you know, I was a, I was on a Pepsi can where they were selling millions of, you go to a, you go to a supermarket. Like you said, it's crazy. Somebody from North Philly. You go to a supermarket, and you know guys in other cities that I knew would be going to supermarkets or going to stores and be like, and they'd call me like, "Yo, is this you on a Pepsi can? Like, is this serious?" I'm like, "Yeah, dog." So, I really did well in Italy. You know, I won MVP in France. I led the league in scoring, assists, 
and free throws in the same season over there as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But Italy was like the place where, you know, a lot of big – like I played in Poland. I was in the Euro League, But I really did well in Italy and, like, where people feel like, you know, like I was really, like, you know, the guy in the whole country. Like it was a big thing. So, you know, I had some good times, man. I had some – I met a lot of good people, a lot of good, great experiences. You know, I'm actually – it's crazy, me and Lynn Greer – are being honored over in Italy in two weeks. Uh, and we're going over there. They're bringing us over there for four, four, or, five, four or five days, mm-hmm. the 23rd to the 27th. Mm-hmm. So that's a big deal. You know, we have some sure. of the best players that's over there. So, you know, that's, sure. that's a big thing for me. You know what I mean? So, sure. so I loved Italy. I mean, I did, like I said, I did well in other places, but I definitely loved Italy. Right. No, that's dope. So let's fast forward up. So you played 11 years, 10, 11 yes. years pro. Let's fast forward to the point where you like, you might be getting ready for next season. You might be, uh, you might have been during the season already. Like, ah, oh, I'm probably done. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I want to get to that point where you like, yeah, man, I think I did everything I'm going to do with this basketball and I'm ready to transition to the next stage of my life. So I came home. Uh, I just, I felt like that I wasn't my, so my last place, I was in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. We lost in the final four. I believe it was final four. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I can't take over. Everywhere I've been, MVPs and all this other stuff. And I did good, but for whatever reason, I just couldn't just, you know what, we need 30 tonight, I'm getting 30, I don't care. For whatever reason, it, it just wasn't, and I, I could get you a good game, but I couldn't consistently give incredible games. Like Every night I'm getting 30 and 10. I couldn't do that anymore. And I was just like, I didn't like it, I didn't adjust well. So I was just like, damn, like okay, I get 17 and 8. That's a good game, but it's not dominant. And I'm just like, and then I just decided, I came home and I was like, man, like, that was the first time, you know, I made a lot of money. That was, like, one of the first times the money was a little funny. Mm-hmm. When they giving it to me, it, it was, like, that type of stuff. I'm like, ah, do I want to go through this? So I was like, you know what? I just, you know what I mean? I had two kids, obviously, you know what I mean? And I was just like, I wanted to be close to them. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and, you know, and just, you know, not go back. Right. So... Take me to a time, right, you retire, you're done. Take me yes. to a time where it's like, damn, what's next? Like, what now? What am I doing with myself? Like, a, a, a dark moment, like, where you had to get yourself out of it. Because from personal experience and just from talking to people, I know that we go through it. It's yes. like transitioning from something that we've been doing our whole life yes. to a space where we don't know what's next or, you know, just being like a fish out of water almost. Uh so, yeah, walk me through a time where, where, you know, you just was, you just didn't know what was next. So, I thought it was going to be easy. Uh, my coaches wanted me to be a uh, college coach. What year are we in at this time? 2012. 2012. So, I'm like, I'm going to be a college coach. Mm-hmm. I need three classes to graduate. Mm-hmm. I never got those three classes, right? So, I'm like, I'm going to get those. So, I go to UNC Charlotte. I'm about to take my classes. And it was like the classes I had from junior college doesn't apply now. Those classes don't count. So I'm like, 
huh? I was a criminal justice major. Mm-hmm. So I went from three classes to 11. So now I need 11 classes. I'm, that means I'm not going to be a coach right now. You know, you had to be a, have a college degree. You still so, so I'm like, no. I'm like, damn, so I don't have that. I'm not playing ball. I've never had a job before, a normal job. So I'm just like, what? So I'm like, you know, we'll see what happens. Kind of a little disappointed. But then I'm like, you know, I made all this bread, but I got 5,000 square foot home out in Limerick. You know, I got bills. I'm living this great life. Nothing's coming in. I don't get the college job. Like, and I kind of was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And now it's just coming. Bills, bills, bills. I got money. I got savings. But I'm just like, damn, it's just getting guzzled 10 12000 every month. And nothing, not a dime coming in. And then I even was spending a little bit because I'm used to, I can spend what I want. And I'm just like, damn, maybe I got, you know, 180000 220000 saved up. And then I'm looking up. I'm like, wait, damn. Yeah, I got 120. Right. Like, shit. Now I got 90. Like, what's going on? And it didn't get all the way, but I was just like, I got to start. You know, those days, I had to start talking to people about, like, what can I do and, you know, what I'm going to do next. And, you know, because I just assumed I was going to be a college coach, and that wasn't the case. So I had some dark, you know what I mean, some funny. And even though I still had bread, I can see where this is going. Right. Damn, my bread is running down, and I don't really have the next step because I thought the next step was going to be college coaching and that wasn't the case. Yeah, man. A lot of people don't understand that part. Uh, even me being injured because, you know, when you're overseas, you don't have uh, you don't have no guaranteed contract. Right. So if I'm injured and I'm not playing, I'm not making money. For sure. So it get crazy when you just keep seeing uh, withdrawal, withdrawal, withdrawal. You don't never see no deposit. Deposit, deposit. So, then you live in the same way. Right. You're taking care of your homies. You don't, right. like, it was just crazy, man. Right. You're still living like you know, what I mean? I'm good, but I'm like, yo, like nothing's coming in, like nothing. Right. No, withdraw, 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 withdraw is not. It's a, it's a, it's a. It's My a account's recipe. looking at me like, yo, it's what's a, up? It's a recipe for a disaster. Right. Like, ain't nothing coming in. Right. So no, I definitely feel you. Uh, and yeah, no, that's just that's just good to hear, man. Um, but so, are right, you going through? You going through this, and you think it's college coaching? You, to this, I, I haven't known you to be a college coach. You haven't coached college, so no. off the jump. Off the jump, your initial, what you thought it was going to be, it wasn't that. So talk to me how, you know, you transitioned to where you're at today. And let me speak a little bit about what you're doing today. Right. Um, this guy is coaching at Martin Luther King for the last 10 years, one of the, one of the best public schools in Philadelphia. Uh, he's impacted the life of hundreds of youth uh, with his training. Uh, right. He has trained a lot of the top kids in the area and just a lot of kids in the area in general and mentoring those guys. Right. He's coaching for Team Final right now in the yes. EYBL circuit. Um, so he's been coaching, so that's what he's been doing as of late. And I just want to know how, from you going to be a college coach and not going to get them credits, to you like, oh shit, like, am I going to get this like high school coaching job? I'm right. train. Like, right. how did this come about? So one day, Tony Carr's dad, Tony Carr Senior, mm-hmm. was like, yo, train my son, show him some stuff, you know, me and Tone played against each other and with each other in a million league, men's leagues and stuff like that. So he's like, when I came home, he was like, you know, won't you uh, show him some stuff? Right. You haven't trained nobody before. This no, is, no, no, no. no. Right. So, and this is my man, so right. I'm just training his son. This is when he was coming, he was little. Mm-hmm. So, he, Tone actually 
told somebody, I guess. Mm-hmm. Hey, Coach Trent. And somebody called me. Yo, how much for training? I was like, no, like I don't, like I don't, I don't train. I was just blah 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 blah. So then I started talking to Alvin Williams. Was like, yo, I seen you train. It wasn't just him. He was like, like you should maybe look at that because I think you're good at it. I trained a couple people. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, you think so? He's like, yeah, the coach like you do that good. Blah 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 blah. So I was like, damn. So. I didn't know anything about it. So I, I remember I called Sam Cassell. It's like a mentor of mine. That's my, that's my bro, my OG. So I was like, Sam, I'm thinking about starting a training thing. Like, what do you think I should charge? So Sam, like, $100. You know what I mean? You, you play in the league. You good. I'm like, in my mind, like, I said, Sam, I can't, I can't charge that. I'm in the hood. Man, you in the league. So Sam told me this. So I'm like, all right. He's like, you ain't got to get everybody that's in the hood. You training everybody. He's like, you good, blah, 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 blah. He's like, but you got to. So I'm just like, so I tell a person, you know, a number. It was $25, something like, I mean, small. And I started training. And it just grew. At this time, I got. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think that I had DeAndre yet. I don't think so, no. So I'm training a little bit, and then I get DeAndre Hunter, mm-hmm. eighth grade. So he's a pretty good player. He's not like – he has talent. Got a chance to be something, never know. But mm-hmm. wasn't a guaranteed thing. Wasn't even – he wasn't really on the radar like that. But he could play. It wasn't like I'm taking something from nothing. Right. He's a good player, eighth grade. And uh, Chance meeting between my barber and his brother. They are really cool. Mm-hmm. The barber told him about me. He called me, and we, and well, I called him, whatever. We talked, and then he said, my brother, I want to bring him to you. Mm-hmm. And I started working him out, along with the other people. Right. So then we really get close, me and DeAndre, me and his brother, me and his mom. Things go well. And... DeAndre now is a part of, like, we like family. We just, everywhere I'm at, he at, we training. His mom is cool with his brother. It's just like a good thing. He's getting better and better. Then I end up play, coaching for Philly Pride, mm-hmm. AAU. And DeAndre comes and plays for, he was on another AAU team, comes and plays for me. So now DeAndre is getting better. I'm getting more players. Mm-hmm. I'm at the Under Armour thing. I'm coaching Under Armour Philly Pride. Then my name starts to get out there because I'm coaching AU. I'm doing well. I go to Martin Luther King. My second year, we win the ch- public league championship. Martin Luther King has never won anything in right. basketball ever in life. <laughs> so my name is getting out there. The next thing you know, the Under Armour people is like, you're one of the best coaches that we have. And we hear, we hear your trainers. Then I start getting to train some of the Under Armour guys. You know what I mean? The next thing you know, they invite, I'm at the Steph Curry camp. So now I'm one of Under Armour's biggest, you know, guys or whatever. So my name is just – and now it's not for me playing anymore. Right. It's like for coaching and training. And and then, uh, you know, I've had, you know, obviously, you know, me and you have trained when you were at Temple. You know what I mean? I'll never forget, you know, your first year or two was a little funny at Temple. And I remember talking to you. And then you was like – I didn't really know you. I saw you somewhere else at a somewhere playing. You was like, I hear you was real good. I didn't. Even, I don't even know if you knew I trained. Mm-hmm. And you was like, you know, you think you could show me some stuff? And I was like, yeah. And then we start training. And then I never forget. 
talking to Coach Dump, like, Yo, is it, you know that me and Coach, yeah, he told me, I love you, so don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, that next year, you went first team all eight and I was just like, you know what I mean? I'm just talking and, you know what I mean? It was a big thing. I remember that. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't know that. Cause I know other people have trained you as well. But I remember those first couple years, you wasn't really, and I'm like, you know what I mean? And I remember talking, I asked him, like, what you think of it? He was just like, man, I think I got it. It's just, you know, whatever, whatever. I'm like, I think so too. I'm like, like, well, why, why isn't it? And then I, you know, I even was talking to Coach Dunbar. Like, what is it? It's like, you know, he had a little bit lazy, but I think he got some stuff. And I'm like, all right. And then we just went in. You remember them days? Like we really, no, no, and it, it took uh, a big jump. I definitely trained with you, and uh, you definitely got some great work. I just remember it was a lot of conditioning. Right, right, that's yep, what I needed. Yep, 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 that's yep, what I needed. Yep, yep, that's what I've always needed it. And uh, and yeah, I just remember coming. We. Yeah, different schools yep, have yep, 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 different yep, schools, yep. And, and I just remember always leaving there tired. For sure, <laughs> if, for sure, if nothing for sure. else, I left there tired. Like damn, right. I got some good work in. Right. So now I definitely remember that. Right. Definitely helped me out a lot for sure. Uh, so, so all right, you retire. You, you, you're in a dark spot. You start training, uh, getting a buzz for it, and now we in like now you you you, you head coach a team final EYBL. Right. Uh, you know the best programming in the state of Pennsylvania, for sure, one of the best in the country. Right. Uh, so I want to get into more of that. I want to get into how, your thoughts on the state of basketball in our area, uh, you know, AAU, and just, you know, we can just chop it up about that a little bit. So the state of basketball, you know, I try to – I feel like, you know, because I train everybody, mm-hmm. people relate. I think I relate to the kids because – you know, we're the old fogies that, you know, we're not 25, so they get mad when we say when we used to. So I try not to say that too much. You know, sometimes it does apply because it's just different now. Like, the way kid, like, I played outside. I didn't have a trainer. Mm-hmm. Like, I just worked. A lot of guys, you know, nowadays, they're, they feel like they've arrived when, to me, you haven't done nothing to be, you know, walking around like you. I, I just – Mm-hmm. That that bothers me because the work, I always, my phrase, everyone knows is the work never lies. I always say that Instagram, whatever. But it's just the truth because you telling me about yourself and what you've done or what, or you go to this school and it's like, yo, I don't, I don't, I don't care about that. Like, right. I've trained players that's, to be honest, a thousand times better than you. To be honest, I was a thousand times better than you. You're in ninth grade or tenth grade, or so it's like just work. I'm not impressed. I was around Rashid Wallace. I was around Kobe Bryant. Like, like you not saying nothing. Nothing you've done is gonna make me be like, oh my god, like you're the greatest. So just work. But you know, we also have a lot of guys that do work, and they, you know, they they getting a lot out of it. There's a lot of guys that I see in the city, you know, uh, Justin Edwards, you know, just signed in Kentucky. You know, Rob Wright just signed at, you know, Baylor. So there's a lot of kids in this area that, you know, they're good players. And I mean all the programs, Under Armour, you know, last year, you know, I coached uh, the Scholars, mm-hmm. uh, the Scholars. So I had DJ Wagner, number one player in the country, mm-hmm. great kid. I had Mackenzie Mbako going to Duke, top five player. Great kid. Aaron Bradshaw, top ten player, like going to wherever he want, Kentucky, wherever right now. So, and and a bunch of other players, but, you know, and they're all from Jersey. Mm-hmm. So, Jersey, Philly, everybody is, uh, it doesn't, it's not everybody. But I just feel like the work, if you just work, keep your head down, be humble, 
things will work out for you more than you telling me I go to Wood or I go to Emotel or I play for Team Fine. But what have you done for those places? Like you may go there, but it's about what you've done. You know what I mean? So that's what, and it goes back to me. I'm not, I'm not the guy that's like you know as as I've talked in this interview about the decisions I made. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the big school. That's a pretty big school. You know what? I'm gonna go there. I don't want to go where everybody. I want to make my own name and build. So I think sometimes the kids get caught up on. I play for Team Final, or I play for you know the Scholars, or I play for this, or I play for Wood or Newman or Roman. It's like, right. like I don't care about none of that. No, definitely, man, definitely. Yeah, bring your game, not your not the, that's what I mean, not your name, like the game. As you know, I'm new to the coaching space. Yes. I was playing, and now I'm I'm, real, I'm fresh around like just being in the gym with kids and how they thinking and how they carry themselves. And, right. Uh, yeah, a lot of them are just entitled. They feel like they've done a lot more that's than, the they, word. than they have. But that's entitled. A, I think it's a blessing for guys like you, guys like me, who've been through it, who've had ups and downs right. in their careers, who actually put in the work and – you know, been successful playing to, you know, be around these kids. I don't think they know how fortunate they have it to, you know, have somebody that close to them or in their phone book that that really done been through a lot. And that's going to tell the them, guess what? You're not that good. Yes. What do you mean, Coach Sean? You're not that good. Yes. Like, you know, a lot of, you know, this area is you got to pad them up because they'll transfer or they'll leave and all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't, you know, I'm at Team Final. I'm at Martin Luther King. People always say that. Why don't you go to another you know, AU, this or that, or, or high school. I want to be where I don't want parents controlling, you know, certain schools. You might have alumni, parents that's got no, – I want to be right where I, I can it. say, I you know what, hey, you don't, you don't have to be here. Like, you don't like what's going on. You know, hit the road, beat right. your feet, and we good. Right. You know, you can't do that at certain places where right. where I'm at, I, you don't like what's going on, then keep it moving. Right. And I, I love that space because – you know, it's not even just about power. It's just about being fair. Like, like I got to play him because, you know, this booster or this this person is giving money. I, I don't want to be at those type of places. I want to be where, you know, who's playing the best? Who's a good kid? Those things matter. You know what I mean? So. No, I mean, it's definitely uh, – I'm, I'm a little bit younger than you, and it's different right. from even when I was playing. Right. Like, Coach Dump – I've been to a Coach Dump practice two weeks ago. And I remember playing for Coach Dunn. Right. And the way he talked to them is not the way he talked facts, to me. When I was facts. Facts. Uh, he might have three players right. on the on the roster if he does that. Right. So that's a that's something that and I, I'm in this coaching space and I'm talking to all the college coaches and that's one of the things that the reoccurring themes is that. Right. Like how you said, sometimes you got to be a little softer in your approach, man, because it's, it's just a, it's a it's a different you know it's a different kid these days. But you know. Our job is to just be straight shooters and to exactly. be somebody who, if you can't get it straight from me, then you're not going like you got. You supposed to be able to respect it as a right, kid. Right. Uh, but yeah, man, this was a dope interview, man. I, I want to wrap up with a message from you to the city of Philadelphia, the basketball community. Something maybe you want to see more of. Something you want to see less of. Uh, something that you just want to acknowledge on a, on a good note, like whatever, just a message to you, to the Philadelphia basketball community. Uh, you know, Philadelphia is, you know, kind of rough times right now because, you know, the violence and all those type of things. And, you know, it's sad. You see kids getting picked off all the time. And, you know, we've got 
great futures, whether it's, you know, basketball, football, whether it's just regular kids and people just walking down the street or being involved in something. So, you know, it's kind of rough. So, you know, I just want the kids to try to really, you know, try to be positive and, you know, have a plan because, you know, just wandering and not kind of knowing what you're going to do is really not a good look, especially in these times. In these times, like, you know, everybody is, you know, it's, it's rough out here. So I want, you know, it's a lot, but there's a lot of good people here as well. You know what I mean? I just think the youth is kind of, you know, they're not being guided. You know, a lot of, a lot of the men here are just like, you know, they're not worried. They're letting the youth just do whatever. And, you know, they need guidance out here. You know what I mean? So, you know, I just, Philadelphia's a great town. You know, it's raised me. You know, uh, I don't live necessarily in the city anymore, in the city of Philadelphia, but, you know, I'm there often. You know, all my friends, you know, my mother, things like that. But, you know, I still love Philly. I just wish that, you know, we, uh, you know, we got to come together. We got to, you know, that's a cliche statement, but, mm-hmm. you know, more people got to do things together. Like right now, I'll plug this, like me and Tashi Carr have decided, you know, he's a trainer. Philadelphia player, good guy. We starting to do things together. We just had a camp a few weeks ago, 75, 80 kids. It was incredible, a lot of great talent. We're about to do a, um, we're about to do a point guard academy boot camp mm-hmm. in October 15th and 16th, two days. So we're starting to collaborate more, you know, a lot of times. And I've been guilty of it as well. I just want to stay over here. People do their thing over here because, you know, Philadelphia is a lot of egos. There's a lot of, you know, fighting, crabs in a barrel type mentality. And, you know, and then sometimes you just, you know, you just want people to stay over there. I know me, I'm that type of person. I'm just over here and I want everybody over there, you know. That's just everyone knows that about me. I don't really do the but the collaborative thing. But I've decided me and Tashi, great dude. I knew him before real well. He's always gave me love for many years respect to him, and just getting to know him even more over the last, I would say, two years. We've really gotten to know each other really, really well, speak on a, you know, everyday basis. I even let him work out my son, Cody, you know, and I don't trust too many people with that. So he's just a really good dude, and we're starting to do things together, my brand, his brand, and just do, you know, the born leader brand. We're starting to do things together, and, uh, you know, I like that. So, you know, I think – we need to come together a little bit more. I know Philly is a tough town, and we known for, you know what I mean, rough and kind of doing it on your own and even butting heads a lot of times, the AAU schools, the high schools, things like that, and just people in general. But to try to do things a little bit more together to help, you know what I mean, try to uplift instead of fighting to get to the top, maybe we can start helping, you know what I mean, get to the top. So. No, for sure, man. This was a great interview. Uh, I want to thank you again for coming right. through. No, I appreciate and, uh, it. I know the people are going to enjoy this, man. They're going to enjoy hearing your story. All right. And, yeah, man, I just want to thank you all for tuning in, and I'll see you all next time on Retired Rep.